I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Welcome to the Bosspreneur Podcast, Becoming More. I'm your host, Becky A. Davis. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want to make a bigger impact with your product, your service, or your message. So each week, I'll pull the curtain back and go inside and share about money, mindset, and marketing ideas and strategies to help you become more. So let's jump in. So today's podcast is a part of our Boss Girl Magic series where we bring in some amazing Black business bosses um, to share their journey, to share their latest projects, and really to inspire and to encourage you on your journey as you build your business as well too. And so today I am super excited to have my guest, Miss Patrice Washington, as my guest today. Now let me just kind of give you a quick um, quick summary of who she is, and then I'll let her tell you a little bit more about um, herself. But she is a number one best-selling author, you guys, and we're going to talk about a new book that she has coming too. Captivating speaker. She is a hope restorer. I love these words. Um, a hope restoring coach to women who want to do good in the world, and they believe that they should get paid for doing good, uh, doing what they do, using their gifts, their skills, and their talents, and they want to get paid for being able to do that. And so I'm super excited uh, about her. She is a podcaster. She has an amazing podcast. You got to make sure you check that out. But we're going to tell you how to connect with her um, before we get out of here. But Patrice, welcome to the Bosspreneur Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I know what it took to get here, girl. So I know this conversation <laughs> is going to be so good. I know it's funny. You know, when you first get on uh, a call, you say, girl, that's what girl girl (laughs) that is how we started the conversation today i was like okay so you got some stuff going on huh so uh (laughs) i am super excited to have have you here with us why don't you go ahead and just kind of give people a little bit more information about who you are Well, I'm going to give you the really short version. I'm just a woman who is really, really passionate about helping this generation redefine the term wealth. I've been known for over a decade as America's money maven. And as I've been out in these internet streets and media streets on television, radio, podcasts, uh, on stages all over the world, you know, initially I just wanted to help people be better with their personal finances. Um, because my whole journey started when I personally lost everything in the last recession and rebuilt from the ground up. And I wanted to restore hope to people who had possibly experienced financial failure or keep people from even going down that path. Mm-hmm. But after many years of being in this space, you know, I did four years on the nationally syndicated radio show, the Steve Harvey show, and I was a regular on shows like Dr. Oz and NBC quite a bit and all these places. And it really, I will say it was one of those, um, what would you call it? Like I felt the Holy Spirit say, you know, when you were at your lowest point, you said you would always tell the truth about wealth. Mm-hmm. That's what you committed to when you were on the bathroom floor, bawling, snot, and crying, saying, God, why me? What did I do? Mm-hmm. I did all, I thought I did all the right things. I went to school. I got the degree. I got good grades, started a business. So how am I at the point of losing my seven-figure business and scraping up change? Why me? When you started to uncover what the truth about wealth was, you said you would go everywhere you could and tell people that this journey was not about chasing money. It was about seeking wisdom. 
And then as my career started to grow, Becky, I fell into the loop of having the same conversations from show to show, from opportunity to opportunity, all the, you know, the networks, the producers, the people booking you always wanted to talk about budgets or credit reports or, you know, debt elimination. And I was like, it's so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It's so much broader than that. And I have become fascinated with financial psychology and behavioral finance. And I just knew that I had to find a way to have this conversation in a way that my people could understand it and understand that wealth was so much more than money and material possessions. The original definition of wealth is the condition of well-being. Mm. That we approach wealth building and abandon well-being, especially as Black women, Ooh, way so too true. often. Mm-hmm. And so I literally, my whole site <laughs> came down through a series of unfortunate events, but my whole site came down and I knew that that was a sign that I needed to have a fresh start and reintroduce myself to the marketplace as not just someone who wanted to motivate the masses to move from debt management to money mastery, but as a woman who's on a mission to help women in particular redefine the term wealth by looking at the well-being of every part of their life and how that impacts their finances, whether they know it or not. Yes. And, you know, I love that as you said earlier, your first, where you lost everything in the first recession. And then I know we talked, because um, you was our, our speaker on our virtual event. And one of the things that you talked about is during this pandemic, the growth that has happened inside of your business since the pandemic. I think you mm-hmm. had said, you know, in six months, I've made what I made last year in six months. Mm-hmm. And so with that, from the, from the recession then to where you are with this pandemic and so many businesses closing, Black businesses closing in this pandemic, that just that tells me that there's bumps, bruisings, and blessings. And mm-hmm. so what are some of the bumps and bruises from when you lost everything to now be in uh, uh, with COVID, the pandemic, Black Lives Matter, and your business uh, growing exponentially? What are some of the bumps and bruises that you've had to go through mm. get to this place? The first thing that comes to mind was going from a place of not really understanding the power of mentoring and coaching. Mm. So when I was on that bathroom floor, this was 2009, March of 2009, bawling, snot, crying, saying, God, why me? <laughs> right? The scripture that I found was Proverbs 17, 16. And it said, what good is the money in the hands of a fool if they had no desire to seek wisdom? Mm. What good is money in the hands of a fool if they have no desire to seek wisdom? And so I became fascinated with the word wisdom in particular, because I realized that for so many years of my life, I had used wisdom and knowledge interchangeably. And the truth was they were not the same, right? right? Knowledge is information and education, which I had a lot of, right? But wisdom was knowing how to apply it. And for many of us, wisdom comes through seeking wise counsel. Well, I wasn't raised to seek wise counsel. I was raised to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with a Belizean mom and grandma, right? Single, single mothers. They had always figured out how to make things happen with the least, right? And so when I asked questions, it was like, figure it out. 
So now you see a woman who's 26 years old at the time of that last recession, 26, 27 years old. And so instead of seeking wise counsel, um, I was trying to figure it out. And I waited until my back was all the way up against the wall to even utter the words, can you help me? Mm. Like to even say to someone, well, I don't know what I don't know, but something ain't right. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's right. clearly something I'm missing and I don't know what I don't know just because I had created this business with my now husband, then he was my boyfriend, but we had created this really successful business, but we knew what we knew and that was all we knew. We mm -hmm. didn't know anything else. And so the bumps have come though, because you know how we can take things to too far of an extreme? Yes. So I went from not ever asking for help to always thinking I needed the validation of other people mm. before I could move forward. And a, there's a couple bumps for me that came in the form of holding on to relationships that were expired, right? Like romanticizing relationships that had already expired. And those people were not needed in the season I was in to give me any form of validation because my validation already came from above about who I was and what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes for many of us on this journey, one of our challenges is not setting strong boundaries Yes. Maybe and it, it might be not investing in the right coaching because everybody that call themselves a coach ain't a coach for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I experienced that multiple exactly. times at different points. Or because they help a coach help you and you you are excited and raving about it. They I'm at a different place. And so the help for me is different. So I'm not raving like you're raving. We're just, <laughs> we're in just two different, two different places. I think, you know, what you said is so true, especially that um, asking for help. One of the things that I think sometimes as a culture of people um, not asking for help, and I think I shared this either on a Facebook live or maybe in one of the podcasts, but I started to, I was talking about us not asking for help, why we don't ask for help. And it was like, well, let me just tell you why I didn't ask for help. Tell you why I wouldn't raise my hand to, to ask a question, whether it was, you know, in business or in corporate America is because I didn't want you to think I didn't know what I, what I should have known or what you thought I knew. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to give you no clue that I didn't know. And it's so crazy when I, when I look back and think about that, it was like, how dumb is that, Becky? That's, that's not, <laughs> Like, I don't want you to know that I don't know, but I don't know. I, I really don't. Well, you know what, though? I have to say to our defense, because I've been there, right? And I have to say to our defense as Black women in particular, if you've grown up in the U.S. in particular, then you've heard this whole, you have to work twice as hard, three times as hard, five times as hard, 10 times as hard mm. to, be, to be considered half yes. as good. Yes. And so when you raise your hand to ask for help, you know, it's actually a strength to admit that you need support, but we for so long saw it as a right. weakness. Right, exactly. Exactly, we did. And because, you know, we have to be, it was so funny, I just, D and I just had that conversation of having to be twice as good and, and do um, just as, as much and how that has kind of put us in some places. I know for me, it, it has, it put me in a box till I really started to think about how it helps me and how it hurts me and how it hurts me. And I'm taking longer to do things 
things because I, I want to have all the, the T's crossed because of how people will perceive me, my business, my company, my brand, and how I show up. That asking for help, I just decided if I don't know, I'm going to ask and um, I'm going get to an, get an answer. And that changed everything. Girl. Everything. That's a part of why I feel that I've had the success the last few years that I've had. I've asked for more help in the last three years of my business. And it has literally, you know, increased our revenue exponentially. And taking that pressure off of myself to be the end all be all just because it's my business and I'm the face. I'm not the end all be all. I know what I know. And I know enough to know that I don't know everything. And so the only way that I can grow is to, when I see a deficit, when I see that there's some place where I'm just not strong, it's not clicking, you know, that's not my jam. I don't beat myself up for that anymore because you know what? The things that God gifted me to do, I'm darn good at it. But the things he gifted other people to do, they're darn good. And I need their darn good to match my darn good. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for us in the last three years or so, I've been, I don't even play around no more. Like I used to be like, you know, I would Google all night and I know someone's right now. You, you know, I'm talking to you. You are the queen of YouTube university. (laughs) You will try to do all the things for whatever it is you're working on in your business or in your life. And the truth is you could get there sooner, quicker, faster if you either delegate it or just ask for support because someone who already has, who has already mastered that particular skill set, what they could teach you in 20 minutes versus you spending 20 hours on Mm -hmm. Google and YouTube and reading all the blog posts, like somebody else can come in and simplify that in moments. And, you know, I just feel like right now my purpose is too great to play around and beat myself up with things that are not my sweet spot. I I'm, I, I agree with you so much because first of all, I want to make sure people heard what you said is that my business has grown in the le- in the uh, the past three years because I have asked for help even more than I I normally would, and I for me that's a huge thing. For me, because I've, I've asked for help, I've sought help, uh, I've asked questions when I did not understand or know uh, an answer to something, and it's just really in just shedding the, okay, I don't have to know everything. I can, I can know what I need to know and then ask more questions to get the information that I need, or even if it's not information, I've started asking more for, hey, can you do this for me and people say oh yeah no problem mm-hmm. it's like wow I, that was quick and, and it, there are people that were already ready to serve or to help you yeah you never asked you know what i did a podcast episode called people want to support you and i did it for myself because i feel like <laughs> redefining wealth is like my open diary or something but i did it also because i know i serve a lot of women who we're so used to being the ones Mm -hmm. we're so used to being the ones that have the answers and make things happen and figure it out that when we do want something, we make assumptions and say, well, nobody 
Yes. Nobody wants to help or nobody can do it like I can or all of these things. And I know for myself, when I started to ask for help, just like you, people were like, wow, I was waiting for a way to serve you. Like I was waiting for a way to support you. People want to support us, but sometimes we just don't make it easy for them to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we, we have our own savior complex. So we think we're supposed to save everyone else, but there's people who could save us time, money, energy, and they want to do it. They're happy to do it, but we don't always articulate it. And then we don't accept it. And then for some of us, we want to micromanage the help (laughs) to the point where we don't make it a joy to help us. And these are all things that I've had to learn through. (laughs) Exactly. I think it is, uh, it is such a good point um, for us to, first of all, ask for help. And the other thing I want to, to, to kind of pivot that conversation to is how have you, created a community of women that are your truth tellers, your ground keepers, they keep you grounded, your motivation and and cheerleaders to say, girl, you got this. Um, And the people who, your accountability people who will not let you quit because I hear, I see so often I'll post something out, especially when I'm posting around, I support her or women uh, uh, working with one another. There's always a time where I'll see someone say, I wish I had people in my corner like this, or I don't have anyone in my my corner like this. And then it just makes me always think is why don't you have, have you not opened the door or have you, are you expecting something from them that they don't know you're expecting? There's something going on there. Have you questioned that to understand um, that piece of it, because you know I've had people in the in my corner that I had to say you got to go, and then um, I've had people that it's like I'm so thankful that God has you here um, because you've been my saving grace when I wanted to throw in the towel. How have you created, you know, people who um, are your truth tellers or that that show up for you that keep you um, going when this journey gets really tough? You know, I would say that if you don't have community naturally, sometimes you do need to get out of your comfort zone to go curate what you need. Mm. Like, it's not enough to sit back and be like, well, I don't have anyone like that. Well, what, who are you looking for? What do you need in this season? And how can you put yourself in a place to go ask for what you want? Like to actually go be intentional about seeking out those types of relationships. So for me, especially when I'm entering a new season, Becky, and this goes back to like the asking for help, when I'm entering a new season and I know I want to be surrounded by support, especially from people who may be further along, that's where I may jump in a mastermind. I may jump in some type of community. I may reach out to people and be like, hey, um, you know, I may not be, is for example, when I started my podcast, you know, I didn't know a lot about podcasting at all. And so I met a, a few guys that were podcasters who had been doing it longer than I. And I said, hey, can we form a mastermind of some kind? And I really didn't have anything in the podcasting space to offer them, right? They had mm-hmm. been doing it for two years, three years, five years. 
Um, I said, but I know a lot about media or I know a lot about, you know, self-publishing. So I can contribute to how you can leverage your podcast to build other streams of revenue or something. Um, if you just kind of teach me the ropes about the basics mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of podcasting. So I curated what I needed. I didn't just say, well, I don't have anyone to help me. Right. Um, in terms of just like that ongoing girlfriend support, I think at every step of the, the way, I really made an intentional effort to always like always write down what I know I need and look for people where I feel like that's a strength of theirs. And I'm not ashamed. There's some people that I've just completely attached myself to. <laughs> like in some like in some communities, you know, where you just may yes. vibe a bit more um with some people. I've really done I think I want to say I've tried to do a good job of creating relationships that matter. Like that's one of the pillars that we focus on, the people pillar. And creating relationships that matter also creating relationships where it's a give-give, it's give and receive, it's not Mm. a give and take. Um, Nobody wants to be taken, right? Nobody wants to feel like somebody's always taking. Um, But one of the ways that I've created really great relationships was to not just know what I wanted, but to also always make a habit of saying, how can I support you? Mm -hmm. And it, for me, because I've been in so many coaching communities, I would say over these last six or seven years, it's really helped weed out takers and really ground me to some givers. And I know we know um, several of the women that I'm thinking of off the top of my head are women that that you know as well. And so I've met them in different forms or fashion with several other women, but I've, I've kind of honed in. And I would say that those are my truth tellers. Those are the ones where we can sit on the phone for five minutes and say, girl, yeah, girl, girl, that's it. Just girl. 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 And then be like, all right, girl, I'm gonna call you back. Cause, (laughs) Cause we said, Absolutely nothing, but we both understood the depth of those girls that we were saying, right? And so I think that's really important, but I would say those relationships didn't just happen because they pursued them. I think that even as an introvert, which people don't usually believe that I am, but I'm an introvert. So even as an introvert, I had to be intentional about um, you know, now it will be like, let's talk via Zoom, right? Mm-hmm, I still have mm-hmm. some girls I'm getting familiar with um, from some other communities I've been in. And I'm like, hey, let's just Zoom. There's no ask. Yes. And I think that's where people end up not being able to create authentic connection is because folks are so focused on what they want. I'm not saying, I, I believe you should know what you want and what you need next. I don't think that every relationship should begin with you asking for something though. Um, yes. And, goodness. you know, I feel like that's how I've been able to create some really powerful connections with, with amazing women because I don't come into it wanting something from them mm-hmm. per se, but I am aware that they may have skill sets that I'm not, um, you know, that again are not my sweet spot. And so I'm intentional about building relationships with good people who 
know things that I don't. I love the fact that you said, um, you know, in one way that I can kind of create um, some of what I need is be a part of a, a, a mastermind and what you did with the, the, the podcasters. And what I love about it is that you knew what you brought to the table um, to be a part of that. It's like, you guys know this, but I know what I bring um, to the table and then contribute that to it. I'm, I'm in a mastermind community now. And as I, when I just look and see all of the stuff that people are just giving and con, uh, are contributing to the, the mastermind. And I know, I know my sweet spot. I know where my strength is. And so as I see things pop up, it's like, Hey, I can help you with that. You know, that's been in my background for 25 years. I can kind of give you some, and then, you know, I've had people say, well, um, well, you're sharing that and, and giving that when that's you charge for that. It's like, but I'm not for this. I'm not supposed to for this. I'm supposed to give this in this community of givers because yeah. I've gotten so much from just what they've given. This is my contribution to that. And I think people get so caught up in, you know, not well. I, you, they trying to get that for free. They didn't ask me for anything. I say, I saw a need and said, I'm going to feel it. <laughs> that is scarcity mentality. Yes. That is such a scarcity mentality. And and I venture to say those are typically the people who feel like, well, nobody wants to help me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. there is a time. I know the difference between my clients and my peers. Right. Like you have to use wisdom and discernment here. Like I know when Becky, if you have a certain skill set in an area, I have a certain skill set and we can do an exchange of information that will be a blessing to both of us because we both serve similar communities, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's different than a person that I do not know popping up in my DM and just asking me a million questions. Well, sweetheart, you sound like you need coaching. Right, right. Like Like that's not necessarily the same. But I will say, even if you want to network with people that may not necessarily be a peer yet, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think that we recognize that you may still have something to give. And instead of just making an ask, maybe you can start the conversation with, well, here's what I do have. So I have people that have ended up on my team because they reached out saying, I want to learn from you, but can can I volunteer at your live event? Yes. Well, now, baby, well, now we're talking. Yes, now, exactly. now we're talking about something, right? <laughs> if you have time and energy and a yes. pleasant demeanor and you can volunteer um, at this event and <laughs> right now, now you are more on my radar. Now there's more conversation and relationship and connection that can be made versus someone who just pops up in my DM and is like, can I ask you these 39 questions? Right. Like, well... <laughs> No, because my paying clients, they reserve that time and that energy and that mm-hmm. thought leadership from me. I can't do that to every person who appears in my in my DMs or sends me an email. Um, and yes. so, because I they think they're the only one, and it's like, do you yes. know how many people 
<laughs> that if I was to take my day out, Brendan Bouchard really helped me with that. I went to a conference um, that that he did, and he addressed that people sending DMs uh, in all of his social medias, and he said, "I want you guys to just think, you know, his following is millions. If I was to answer." each one of those. And it really helped me because, you know, I used to try to give some type of response and he was like, you do not, you are, you do not have to, you're not obligated to return every person that sends you a direct message. And he said, and I know why you're doing it. It was so true. You don't want them to think, oh, I, I, they didn't even respond to me. He said, exactly. You don't respond um, to them. And I was like, Oh, I think he kind of freeing me up. Just well, you know, <laughs> well, I, I liken it to this. Just because you ring my doorbell, oh, that's good. I could look out the window and see you there. I don't have to open my doorbell because you've made a decision that you were going to stop by in the middle of my day. That's not how that works, right? Oh, I love that. Just because you call my cell phone, I can look at it ring. <laughs> I saw one meme. The girl said, I can sing along with the ringtone. And that does not mean <laughs> that I'm going to answer. That I'm going to answer. Like you That's are making good. a request. It's like when someone emails us and they DM us and they DM mm -hmm. on Facebook and Instagram and they emailed, right? Okay, you're making a request. I have a right to respond to that request or not. I don't owe you an email. I don't owe you a direct message. Now I do talk to a lot of people in DMs. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. And it's just like learning what people enjoyed about the content, learning yeah. about what they took away from the podcast episode or, you know, how is this? I love going back and forth with people about that, but I will not allow people to ring my doorbell, come in, sit at my dining room table, and then drain me for hours. I have a right to boundaries, even if they're digital boundaries. Oh, yeah, that's good. Come in, sit down, eat everything in the house, and then leave. Yeah. But then don't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you answered like, one question, two questions, three questions, and now you're like, okay, now, 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 come on now. Yes. Oh man, I get it. That, that is so good. Um, I want to talk about your new book that you have coming out. I, I saw it pop up and I was like, ah, I know she's been working on this for a minute girl defining work for yourself girl tell us about the process what you did and when it's coming can we get it all of that yeah okay so let me tell you what i learned in the last couple of years of writing this book i learned that you can have a good idea you can have a great idea mm -hmm. but it will go nowhere if it's not in alignment with god's timing uh-oh uh-oh, I feel a lesson coming. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so with my first set of books, so I've written four books, technically three, but one was re was purchased by a major publisher and, and redistributed. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, those books for me were back to back. So 2012, I released a book. 2014, I released a book. 2015, I released a book. 2016, I released a book. And I just knew in 2017, I was like, well, we're going to start writing this next book. And I knew I wanted it to be about redefining wealth, but that was still a relatively new conversation for me. 
And I started writing. I set it down. My husband wrote a book the next year. So I was like, we're going to focus on his book. Um, So I kind of set mine to the side. And honestly, about a month ago, I was reading all that that book has evolved into. So the idea came to me when maybe my podcast had 10 episodes. Now I'm at 173, right? The idea came to me, maybe I had my first few thousand downloads. Now we're at uh, 5 million any day now. Oh my God. And so the lessons that I've learned, the people that I've connected with all over the world, the people who call themselves purpose chasers because of the work, Uh, of that podcast and the women who've been through my coaching programs and getting an opportunity to see them. And I know you know what this is like, right? When you see people come in, um, maybe with the title, but they still don't have the confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, like very talented, but still going through imposter syndrome. And you see how they blossom over time and how they make these principles their own mm-hmm. and how it starts to impact their life. Like there's no way this book could have came out in 2018. No way, because mm. it needed the people. I think it's one thing yeah. for me as someone who's already been seen as as a media personality or thought leader, it's like at this point, you know, people be like, "Of course she did," you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. okay, right?" But it's a it's another thing when you get to see and read the stories of real people who, you know, six months ago, twelve months ago, eighteen months ago, you know, their lives are barely recognizable, and so I'm so grateful that. I had some some hiccups along the way. It's it's funny, you know, in the midst of it, I was like, oh, goodness, right? Like, this is going to set me back, or now I need to shift my attention to do this thing or that thing. I can't focus on the book. But it when you look back and you can see how strategic it was, like, nah, there was never a problem. This was divine timing. I needed her and her and her. I needed this lesson and that lesson. You know, I needed this experience. I needed exposure to this person. Like so much has shifted and shaped um, who I am, but also how I even view the power of redefining wealth that I couldn't have taken the same stance two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And so you got the book done. Girl. (laughs) My whole afternoon is full of girls. Yes, I got the book done, Becky. And, you know, I have had a a number one Amazon bestselling book. I've gotten some awards for my previous work. But I really think that Redefine Wealth for Yourself is going to be the best writing I've ever done. I think mm. it's the best written work. I love my podcast. So I yes. don't know if, I'm, if I can say it's the best work I've ever done. Cause I think the podcast is really just so much of me, like my yeah. soul, like everything is buried on the podcast, but um, redefine wealth for yourself. The name of the forthcoming book, it'll be uh, released on March 15th, 2021, which is also my 40th birthday. Wait, see, <laughs> wait a minute. That's right. You, you 15th, I'm 13th. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I think it's so appropriate because it encompasses like all of my life lessons, really like all of the things that have helped me 
build multiple six figure, seven figure businesses, lose them and rebuild, right? Like these (laughs) that, um, because I really believe it's a mindset and it's a, it's a way of being, and it's not what people think. It's never been because I was chasing money, not this time around. There's not a, oh, I'm just trying to do the thing to say I did the thing, right? Or have a look or what? No, this is, this is purpose work. And I've leaned more into chasing purpose and just trying to be obedient to what I feel God leading me to do. And I've had greater success, more sustainable success. And I'm at the most peace I've ever been in in my life. Yet to the outside world, they may be like, oh my gosh, you're juggling so much. Um, But I pray that everything that God gives me to do, that he adds ease and grace to it. Mm -hmm. And I wear a lot of hats, but I don't feel stressed at all. You know what I love about that? I I did a podcast earlier with Dee Marshall. She said exactly what you're saying. She said, I know that sounds like a lot, but I'm not stressed about it with all the different hats. God has aligned uh, who I need uh, to be able to do the stuff that I need. And, and I think that is something, because I continue to hear this as I talk to women in this this Boss Girl Magic series, that particular thing comes up. We, we're we doing a lot of things. There's a lot of things that you're doing uh, from a giving, a serving, doing, working in your, your gift and um, writing books and, and, and helping organizations and being able to do it without, you know, losing your mind or going crazy or it's, and because when I started, I was going crazy trying to, because I was trying to do everything myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I am, I am consistently hearing that is, that is a, a um, success practice and principle that I can do all these things and I do them in an order that works for my life. Yeah, because it goes back to what we talked about. It's challenging this idea that I have to work two and three and five and 10 times as hard to be half as good. Mm-hmm. First of all, half as good as who? because we're not even going to get into what we're normally being compared against it's not even a comparison right like the truth is we are such black girl magic that we can operate at 70 percent and be better than a lot of people's 120 you better say calm down becky calm down no that deserves a girl girl <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. Yes. I mean, yes. just the fact that most people don't want to do the work, Becky. Yes. I'm, like I'm just obedient. Right. I'm obedient and consistent. That alone, obedience and co- consistency alone is going to get you most away because most people are not going to be obedient, right? And do the thing that they heard they needed to do. And then they're going to do it. And when they don't get the results they want immediately, they're going to move on to the next thing. And my pieces come in the fact that I do fewer things a million times. People mm-hmm. think I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. I'm doing the same things better and better and better as I go along. I'm not doing a million different things. I love that. That is, y'all listen, that's a nugget. That's a nugget for yourself, for your life. How can, how can they get access to, uh, to the book, the pre-orders to get ready for it? Yes. So it's patricewashington.com forward slash pre-order. And so right now I actually still have, I don't know, maybe 30 copies left where if you pre-order a hardcover 
um, autographed limited edition copy, then you'll be invited to a masterclass that I'm doing. It's called Results Not Resolutions. Mm. And it's about how to master setting up your life and your calendar for 2021 based on um, the six pillars of wealth. And so what I wanted to say also about what we were just talking about, why I don't feel the same struggle, stress, or strife that I Mm -hmm. used to when I was building business um, is because for me, you know, the work and the money pillars are the last thing I even focus on. Mm. I don't. So we have the six pillars of wealth and people think because I built a career as a personal finance expert that I even care about going straight into money conversations. The truth is money is the byproduct of doing a lot of other things. Again, focusing on that well-being. So I like don't even think about work or looking at anything work-related until I've hit my fit pillar in the morning um, and my faith pillar. Like that's how I start my day. My people pillar with my family, my space pillar, making sure that my space is set up to support me. Like there's a series of things that I do before I ever get to work. And I have to be honest, Becky, I work like 28 to 30 hours a week. Mm. I used to work love it. when three, four years ago I was working, I could work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I was making a third of what I make now. And I think that it's come from prioritizing, yes. systematizing and getting support. Yes, yes. And yes, you know, I got caught up in the hype when I first started my business and the hype of, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to work, you know, you got to get up early, work in late hours. And, and I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm hustle and grind. Yes, you got to be on your hustle grind. grind. Yeah, I'm grinding. Oh, no, what you doing? I'm hustling for my money. I'm chasing my dollars there. All of that. I got totally caught up in it, working crazy long hours. After two years, I was exhausted. And was like, okay, there has to be another way to do this. This cannot be the way that I make money. I got to show up somewhere to make money. There has to be another way for me to, to do this. And I started to think differently and strategically. And was like, I left corporate America not to have, I was doing all of this there. And I left <laughs> to change my life. And I'm, I done created a job. You done recreated. That's what most people do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And so that, that shifting to focus on, you know, I want to work less and I want to make more money and there's a way for me to do it. And I just need to focus on taking the steps to be able to do that. And it sounds like redefining wealth for yourself is definitely a part of that. I'm, I'm, I'm on the page now, so I can go ahead and get my pre-order. Um, well, thank you, girl. And set up. <laughs> yes, I am ordering and get, getting it set up. And for everyone else, make sure you um, go and order. How can they, uh, how can people connect with you um, who have been under a rock and don't know who you are? Because I don't know how you don't know. But <laughs> for those few out there, how can can they uh, connect and stay connected with you and follow you? Yeah. So there's all things Patrice Washington at patricewashington.com. So if you just want to get a feel for what redefining wealth really is, you can go to patricewashington.com and click on start here. And there's a quick audio that just breaks down the pillars and allows you to do a little self-assessment about where you may need to start because we all have some place where we could just be a bit better. And I guarantee you that if you shift your focus from just money and work, that you'll probably find that if you cleaned up some other areas, 
you all of a sudden have the clarity you need to move forward in the money and work pillar. So patricewashington.com forward slash start here. And my favorite place to play on social media right now is Instagram. And my name there is Seek Wisdom PCW. Seek Wisdom PCW. And your Instagram be fire. I be, I, it, it grabs me. I be like, let me see what Patrice doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It is a fire. Patrice, thank you so much for taking the time out and um, sharing with the community. I just want people to understand um, our, our target audience is Black women entrepreneurs. I want them to be able to hear from some amazing Black women entrepreneurs and know the ups, the downs, the, the bumps and the bruises, and then the blessings that come from going through those bumps and bruises to keep them on their journey um, to get to success as well, too. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me and congratulations to you because I know that you've recently pivoted and uh, or made a pivot and really honed in on us. Yes. And I just thank you so much for, you know, creating a space for us to learn from us and um, just congratulations to you. And, you know, I'm always cheering for you as well. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you guys again on the next. Stay tuned. You don't know who we're going to have next on the next Boss Girl Magic Series from the Boss Winner Podcast. Are you in my free Black Women Course Creators Facebook community? If not, you need to be in there. If you are a course creator, a membership owner, or an online educator, and you're looking to scale your business to five-figure months, then I want you to join us. Go to Facebook and just put in the search Black Women Course Creators and join us. Join the conversation, join the community as we talk about and share tips and ideas to help you create your five-figure months using your digital product. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Bosspreneur. B-O-S-S-P-R-E-N-E-U-R and you'll learn more about the Bosspreneur Business Circle. I share training, workshops, speaking engagements, plus I'll share with you some videos and information to help you become more. You can go to the BossPreneurBusinessCircle.com. That's B-O-S-S-P-R-E-N-E-U-R, BusinessCircle.com or BeckyADavis.com.